Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is Monday, April 25th, and this is your daily financial news. This is a new show that you can count on seven days a week. Usually starts at 7.30. Sometimes on Thursdays, we actually go a little bit early because we talk to one of our experts at uh, 7.30 instead. Uh, A couple of quick uh, notes about today. One, I am feeling under the weather. I am not my normal. I just feel off. Last night was was rough, but uh, we are here. uh, And hopefully we'll be interviewing uh, Greg and, um, gosh, just not happy. Just, just. Just off this morning. So I think Taylor. Taylor is at 9.30. So again, uh, sorry, I'm just off. I feel terrible. Ugh, I feel terrible. Uh, but first, let's congratulate Marissa. Marissa found the Easter egg on my website, One Rental at a Time. Uh, Marissa, your shirt will go out probably tomorrow because after this, I'm going home and taking a nap probably. Uh, when we look at the daily financial news, we really do need to start with the stock market. And the stock market, the NASDAQ specifically, uh, has entered bear market territory. It is down 20% from the peak. Uh, looks like more selling is coming. If you've been watching my channel for any length of time, you know that I had called this weeks ago, right? Uh, I often call it smart money and dumb money. The smart money was saying the Fed is serious. The dumb money was like, they're not going to do anything. And it looks like the dumb money is waking up and uh, we are in earnings season. And while the first week of earnings season was generally good, 75% of companies hit or exceeded expectations. I do not expect once we get into the throes of computer or uh, consumer and discretionary uh, that the story will be the same. And more importantly, Multiples must come in. The fact that we're still trading as of this weekend at 22 times into potentially stagflation or, heaven forbid, recession, that's got to come in. Even if earnings stay flat, stocks will fall because of that um, compression. So, again, be careful out there. As always, what do I talk about? Do the work and recessions. Bear markets are great opportunities to make money. As Greg Dickerson always says, good times never last, bad times never last. Get your shopping list ready. Get some dry powder. We've been talking about all of this uh, for quite a while. So hopefully you are doing what we are talking about. Uh, I did see an interesting article talking about mortgage rates and who is hurt by the sudden jump in mortgage rates. Kind of a side note, I did check the 10-year treasury. It's actually down this morning. It's down quite significantly for a single day. Uh, A lot of this, I believe, is because China, Beijing, might be going on a similar lockdown like Shanghai. Folks, this is is not good. Not good. So, um, yeah, there's there's stagflation really is 
again, I've, as I've called it, we are in the midst of stagflation, and uh, it's not. A, it doesn't feel good to say. Uh, but when you look at mortgage rates, who is impacted the most? I think, obviously, for me, first-time home buyers, the folks that were stretching uh, to get into that. Um, it's is. Um, it's got to be very, very tough for first-time home buyers. I suspect builders uh, will have some cancellations and have to kind of sell the house twice. Builders, as Greg Dickerson talks about, could feel a lot of pain. The banking industry is already feeling pain, just like I said. And Wells Fargo is, again, laying off folks um, validated over the weekend. So, again, lots of stuff. But what about sellers? That is a great question. Because most sellers, most sellers actually become buyers, right? There are very few folks that will sell and just cash out. Absolutely some, probably a great time to do it. If you happen to have a second home or you want to go somewhere and rent, I get it. But most people sell and buy something else. Either they are the move up buyer or they are the buyer changing locations, right? Moving from LA to Miami or LA to Austin or Phoenix or whatever. So rates are, uh, really impact you on both sides. So again, it's very interesting to see what is going on with rates because buyers and sellers are definitely being hit by what is going on right now. I do want to talk about Wall Street. We've talked about Wall Street buying residential properties for probably a year, maybe even a year and a half. They are not big operators, right? They're about 1%. They are certainly dominant in certain markets like Phoenix, for example. I wonder, I wonder, and if you're in Phoenix or you're in one of these locations, I want to hear from you. I believe Wall Street is surprisingly simple to understand. Wall Street is in the business of making money. We talked about the Tina trade. There is no alternative. The Fed broke housing. The Fed broke the stock market. I believe the last two years, Wall Street, came to single-family homes build for rent because of the Tina trade. When I look at the purchases they've done, it appears it appears that they are aiming for a 6%, what I call yield, risk-adjusted return. Well, the 10-year note and all the five-year note is almost at 3%. So my feeling about Wall Street is at some point they will go elsewhere. We shall see. That said, I do not believe Wall Street will sell. I believe Wall Street is a good investor. I believe they've structured their debt of the assets they already own at rock bottom prices. But I do see Wall Street not buying as actively as rates go up. They will keep what they have. I know a lot of you are hoping they sell. I don't think that's how Wall Street operates. They buy them, fix them up, generate cash flow, and then they flip them into a bond so they get all their money back and keep the asset. But I do think they're going to stop buying. Let me know what you think of that below. Uh, Coca-Cola reported. It's the first earnings of the week. They beat top and bottom. Top means they sold. That's revenue, right? How many Coke cans they sold. And bottom line is earnings after all expenses. Revenue jumped 16%. I called this over the weekend. I suspected that Coke would have good numbers because events are kicking back off. 
Coca-Cola is very event-driven compared to Pepsi. Pepsi years ago uh, de-risked their portfolio because they bought Frito-Lay. So they're really, yes, they both sell sugar water, but Pepsi is far more diversified. Coke is definitely events-driven. So uh, they did hit. Twitter. Looks like more and more reports are coming out that uh, Elon Musk will successfully buy Twitter. Uh, This is something I've talked about being very likely. Uh, The question is, will Elon Musk be the CEO of three companies? Tesla, SpaceX, Twitter. I've seen some tweets, some mentions from uh, Elon Musk that he sees his Twitter acquisition as perhaps the most important thing he has done. Free speech. If that is the case, what does he give up? Does he give up being the CEO of Tesla? Does he give up this being the CEO of SpaceX? What does he do? I think that is a, I think that's a real question. I don't know. Does he nominate someone for Twitter? I don't know. He has the same 24 hours in the day that you and I have. He clearly processes information at amazing levels. But really, CEO of three companies? I don't know if that's been done before. I need to look that up. Maybe one of you could look that up. Maybe Google for me. Has there ever been somebody who's been the CEO of three companies at one time? I'm not talking chairman of the board or like, you know, like celebratory roles. I mean, like active CEOs. So kind of interesting. Oil stocks are falling this morning, again, based on China, right? They are potentially shutting Beijing down. Uh, it is uh, very odd behavior, right? The, I just saw some pictures this morning where they're installing gates and stuff in Shanghai to keep people inside. That is very, it's very odd behavior. I don't, I don't, that certainly wouldn't work here, I would hope. More and more talk about central banks. Do central banks have the balls to do what's necessary? What does that mean? Well, As we have learned, as we have talked about for quite a while, the way you break inflation is you get the Fed funds rate one or two or more points above inflation. So let's just say we've hit peak inflation. We kind of roll over, but we settle at 5%. Does any one of you think that Powell has the guts to take the Fed funds rate up to 5, 6, or 7%? I certainly do not, at least not right now. Uh, Again, if you go back and look at my whiteboard discussion about 2022 and 2023, I think he gets to 3% this year, maybe 4% next year. But I just can't see 5, 6, or 7. So does this mean inflation just stays with us longer? Probably. It does mean that the Fed has to engineer a recession, in my opinion. Uh, We've been talking about the Fed breaking housing. Recently, I now think with what I'm seeing going on in the stock market, my conversation with Dan Berg yesterday, I think the Fed broke the stock market. Think about it. Two years ago, we were sending money to everyone. Lots of those folks were still working. So you took that money and you put it in Robinhood or Webull or whatever. Then those companies started to give you loans or debt on your shares. There's an amazing amount of leverage in the stock market. At some point that will capitulate, at some point there will be liquidations and we could be well on our way to that. 
I think the Fed broke assets. Movie theaters. I want to hear from you. Audience participation time. Movie theaters last year did $1.85 billion. That's an increase of 365%. I want to know what summer blockbusters are you looking forward to? Uh, I just saw a, um, I don't know what you call a preview of uh, Top Gun or Top Gun 2 or whatever they're calling it. That looks like fun. Uh, But let me know which movies you are looking forward to seeing this summer. Uh, Very interesting. General Motors is going to make an electric Corvette. Wow. Can you imagine a Corvette fiberglass body, electric kind of dual quad motors? That thing is going to be a spaceship. That thing's going to fly, right? My God. We're going to have to check one of those out someday just to maybe rent one and see how fast they are. And then let's let's just kind of round it out with this. Bear markets are not fun. Bear markets are not fun. They hurt. They hurt the unprepared for sure. Hopefully, if you're watching this channel, you've been taking action. Hopefully, you've been watching this channel. You have some dry powder. Recessions, bear markets are amazing opportunities for those that do the work. It is the best time to make game-changing or life-changing money. It is how you can buy assets on the cheap. So that's what I look forward to doing. Hopefully you are as well. Yes, again, recessions, bear markets suck. They are part of the cycle. Uh, They are to be appreciated and respected. That's kind of what I think. And again, that we we are in one now, according to, I think it was the NASDAQ this morning is down 20%. So again, don't be afraid. Understand, appreciate, do the work. If you're going to buy some assets in stocks or crypto, great, do the work. If you're looking at real estate, great, do the work. It's the same deal. All right, everybody, take care of yourself. I'm glad I got through this. I really don't feel that good. Uh, so take care of yourself. Bye.